Here's a message from Ken Lavica. Is it really sports if you don't feel disrespected? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. Just like you would expect, the fire hose is fully inserted in my mouth here. And uh, we've been blowing and going. And so Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, put a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Lebanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Theo, let me ask you something. Just your personality. Do you feel like you're vulnerable to feeling disrespect? Like the smallest comment or action, whether it's from an athlete or something said by a coach mm. or something another fan says or somebody who violates your sports trust. Do you feel like you're vulnerable? You're apt to have that proverbial chip on shoulder. I feel like a lot of stuff rolls off my skin. Um, I was kind of built that way in a, in a weird way. I don't want to make it seem like I feel like I'm built different or nothing. I am, but I feel like I let a lot of stuff roll off. But if I do perceive it as disrespect, it's, it's hard for me to turn back from that. Okay. So yeah. once once you feel you've been disrespected, that's totally. sticking with you. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't take the disrespect. I would agree, though. Your personality. I think you're stupid. <laughs> what? Uh-huh. See, but I can't take that as disrespect right. because when, it's so ridiculous. Right. When, the first, when the first reaction is laughter, that did not have yeah. the, uh, the proper effect. But that wasn't disrespectful. Like, that was like... You know, if if I really perceive something as disrespect, behavior. it was clown. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't do. Yeah, and Stone, I know, <laughs> I know you as a former athlete, and you're one of the most optimistic people I know. But I also know that you have a short trigger for disrespect. I've known you long enough to know that you, because you and I are similar, we can find disrespect in the smallest things, oh, yeah. and then we can blow that out of proportion at times, right? Yeah, I, I think most definitely. Uh, I use it to my advantage any chance that I possibly can, even yeah. if it's not even warranted. It's it honestly, it's honestly how I fuel myself on a daily mm, basis. Of course, y'all like Michael Jordan. I, I, it really, it truly is. Yeah. I mean, I am the Michael Jordan of radio. I think that that's probably pretty <laughs> think, accurate. Yeah, I have no disputes. Yeah, yeah. strong ties to Chicago. Why, yeah, strong ties to Chicago. <laughs> Why would uh, they, and that's where it yeah. ends. <laughs> Why did they laugh? I know. I didn't think that was is very funny. I feel disrespected. Yeah. I feel disrespected. <laughs> I feel disrespected. But. But honestly, from, uh, I mean, it, the smallest things drive me, push me. How come I didn't get more attention on this piece of content I put out? Mm. How come I didn't get more recognition for this play-by-play call that I got? Why is this per- person working there, and why am I uh, in this place uh, in my career uh i wish i had a bloodline that would have helped me mm. achieve this goal professionally uh, it's it, I, i'm not Michael saying that hand. it's good okay. yeah it, <laughs> just throw out a random no eagle yeah. um <laughs> but i it's it's one of my biggest flaws i'll be quite honest self introspection my constant chip on shoulder finding disrespect in things it's great to be fueled by that but to an extent and i overdo it to the point of driving myself insane on a regular basis the reason i bring this up is because this might come off as hypocritical after what i just said but last night a big name 
highly paid Division One head college basketball coach made an absolute ass of himself in Austin, Texas. Okay, UCF newly minted into the Big Twelve. They went to Austin last night and erased a sixteen point deficit mm. and beat Texas last night. A big road win for new Big 12 team, UCF, on the road at Texas. Now, when one beats Texas, no matter the sport, but especially in football and basketball, what are we generally seeing when teams beat the Longhorns, especially in an upset manner or if it is a rivalry game? What do we usually see from the opposition, the opposing fans or opposing players when this happens? Well, now you know I grew up in Texas, baby, Southwest Houston, most cities stand up. And whenever the Longhorns go down, it's horns down, baby, (laughs) every time. That was actually really poetically put. (laughs) I love that. Uh, What a dismount. Yeah. Horns down. Horns down. And so the UCF team feeling themselves a little bit after erasing a 16-point deficit. What a comeback. Not easy to do in Austin against the Longhorns, right? Mm. And what is the UCF bench doing as the horn sounds? Little horns down action. Little horns down action. That had Texas first-year full-time head coach Rodney Terry incensed, Mm. infuriated. He, before the handshake line at the end of the game, marched to the UCF bench and confronted not one, not two, not three, but seven UCF players saying, you don't do that. That's disrespectful. We don't do that bleep around here. Confronted them face-to-face in front of their own bench after they won and beat Rodney Terry's team after erasing a 16-point deficit for the victory. And this was Rodney Terry when asked about his confrontation with the UCF players after the game last night. You know, I'm a big believer in, uh, you know, you win the right way, you lose the right way. And, you know, I always tell my guys, you know, um, whether you win or lose, you win the right way. You lose the right way. You carry yourself the right way. You don't go through the handshake line or proud to get into the handshake line and have about six or seven guys putting the horns down. We don't do that, you know, because when you do those kind of things, it looks very classless, and it also looks like you were just hoping to win. We never go into games trying to hope to win. We go into games expecting to win. So we don't act like that. You know, we expect to win. We don't jump up and down act like we won a national championship. We sure don't step on anyone's home court deal and act crazy and try to show them up in any way. We don't do that. You know, so that's what I was angry about. And I was letting those guys know you don't do that. You know, you guys won. Hey, we shake, you know, shake your hand, tip our hat to you. But we're not going to let you act that way in our building. You're not going to do that. You're not going to put your horns down and do all that nonsense. You know what that is? That's loser talk. Come on, man. That's embarrassing. If I'm Rodney Terry, and I hope he's had time to sleep on it and let his anger dissipate, I hope that he woke up this morning with the clarity to tell himself, boy, I acted like a clown last night. Mm. Brother, brother, you don't want teams to come in and do that? Worry, Worry less about UCF horns down and worry more about protecting a 16-point lead at home. Come on. How about that? You don't do that in our building. No, no, no. They, they, they're they perfectly allowed to because they came back 
from 16 down and beat your basketball team. And by those comments after the game and that confrontation in front of the UCF bench, that tells me that Rodney Terry and that Texas basketball program are preoccupied with the wrong things, especially after suffering a loss like they did last night. And then that is going to be your immature reaction after the game. Get out of here with that. Worry about your own team, man. Yeah, and and, and can you, you? I'm glad you brought it up and you talked about specifically disrespect because maybe his barometer for disrespect is just way too lenient, way too wide open. Like if he feels like that is something where it's crossed the line yeah, yeah. and you've got to go address the players. What's going to happen when someone actually crosses and the line? That's what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, it, it never got physical. It's not like the guys were getting up in their no. faces and trying to make it a thing greater than what it was. They were celebrating a win against a preeminent or a prominent uh, program in Texas, which if they go out there and beat you on the court and you're the head basketball coach of the team that just lost, they deserve to do whatever the hell they want as long as it's not you know, again, physically uh, confronting somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not. It's, and 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 again, I'm glad you brought up the whole thing about disrespect. Is maybe Rodney Terry? What we're learning is he's way more sensitive. He has a higher level of sensitivity towards disrespect than the average person. Because I don't think what they did crossed any kind of crazy line. No, not at all. To me, that's just being a competitor. If you that that's basically stone trash talk. If you can't handle trash talk. Then Rodney, I'm not sure you're cut out for for the, the, this Texas job. I just I don't I don't think you're cut out for it. And another thing about Texas fans, they are so sensitive about that horns down. Oh yeah. I mean, what a bunch of of uh, children that Texas fan base. What a bunch! The state of Texas as a whole, Texas A&M with their yell squad, yeah. and then Longhorns fans with their how dare how dare you how dare you put horns down. Uh, it, it's they act like horns down is you calling their their wife a slut. Yeah. Like, well, what are you, what are what are you so worked up? Middle about? finger, like well, right? Would you just chill out? But I I, I think weirdo. Or I could imagine that they get it everywhere they go: the grocery store, the gas station, the mall. Like if you're wearing anything Texas, right, you're gonna get the horns down. In like, Austin, no, you're not. Just like. They're not going to get that every. I see what you're saying is, and they've they've had to have witnessed it or seen it before. They're not like, getting it everywhere. It probably happens so often to the point because where they freak out about it. That's what they're they're they are pushing they're people empowering to do it. it. Exactly. They literally are empowering they're breathing it, breathing life into it. But I, I see what you're saying. It, it's not the first time it's happened. Yeah, it just I feel like it, it. You know, it gets annoying at a certain point. And yeah, I guess for Rodney. Every team is coached differently. This is just how he coaches his team. That's all I see it. Uh, his guys go by a different standard. Yeah. The only line that I did like that he said was they came in here hoping to win. Like yeah. we're expecting to win. There's truth to that. Yeah. Because we would have won. And if we were on the road in your building, we're not doing anything because that's how I coach my basketball team. And that's right. how we operate. So and Dusty May operates the same exact if, way. If UCF came in hoping to win, what do you say to the fact that they actually <laughs> um, did yeah. Win. They hoped hard enough. <laughs> Good. Good. So you know what? If you're Rodney Terry, you just eat it, you shake hands, yeah. and you walk off the floor. Rodney Terry, if you're going to be a leader of men, if you're going to be a leader of men, if you're going to make that big old Austin, Texas contract to be a Division One head basketball coach, Rodney Terry, who earned it after an interim gig last year. A, a nice run. Ooh, an amazing run. 
this this guy, he's in this leadership position making that money, and this is going to be his reaction to a bad loss? Come on. What message does that send to the rest of his basketball team? Hey, if we can't beat him, cry about him. <laughs> That's such nonsense. Ooh, Stone, how dare you? You don't do that it. in our building. Ooh. I'll push, childish. I'll push back as hard as I can on what does that, you know, teach your basketball team or however you phrased it. How is it anything negative? What what did it teach it's the soft. kids or what did it's it show? It's soft as hell. It's pillow soft. But what if the That's kids aren't house. soft? Like no, it, it, but they are. They, they gave lost. up a sixteen-point lead in the second half. So the problem is that no, the just, problem is that basketball team, not the other basketball team who came in from Orlando and beat you. No, they just hold themselves to like a disciplinary standard. Like that's how they're coached. It's the way they go about things. So we're just gonna, you know, you lose a sixteen, yeah, blow a sixteen-point lead, and you lose a game, no, and now fine. you're soft. That's fine. But I do know that their priorities are incredibly wrong. Then I also don't understand what that means. They're more worried about what UCF is doing. You know how difficult it is to stand on the sideline in front of your bench and get the proper angle to see what six or seven other guys are doing before you get in a handshake line. He's purposely looking out for that. His priorities are wrong. Instead of addressing, why did this happen with my basketball team? Instead of unpacking, how did we blow a 16-point lead? He's worried about five or six guys doing a horns down. Rodney, I'm telling you, my man, that is not the right priority. He felt disrespect where his barometer is way off. And you also have to, again, like you said, priorities. Like, it's a lot easier to get mad and to get up in arms and to try and take down the other team. And instead of looking in the mirror and being like, yo, I've got to do better. We've got to do better. I'm mad at our guys for failing to solidify the win in that moment. He's not doing that today? I'm sure he is, but getting to make the priority, again, we're talking priorities. Not that he's not attacking each of these things. But the fact that he went and addressed it during the layup or the handshake line. And then that was one of the main things he was boisterous about in the press conference. His priority is to maybe he felt so disrespected that he wanted to try and belittle UCF afterwards when you should have got your guys to do that on the court. Yeah. So what about this? Act like you've been here before. But UCF hasn't. They just joined the Big 12. So then he's calling them out for a team that has never been there before for acting like newbies. They they should be acting like newbies. They should be celebrating. Act like you've been here before. They beat Kansas. They uh, they did something Texas can't do. They beat Kansas a week and a half ago. I can't believe I'm standing (laughs) up for UCF basketball. But here we are. Weird bedfellows, huh? But why why is there anything wrong with... Act like you've been there before. I would say if I've he been just, coached like that. If he just got to the press conference, if he got to the podium, and then he did say, if he got one jab at UCF and kept it pushing, or just said something like, yeah, I guess this was their Super Bowl, like, but we're moving on, we're Texas, we're bigger than that, that would have been cool. But for him to make it such a whole fiasco, and then also I, for him to go and, like you and said, can address it and confront the players – that's a little much. Like, Grow I, up, man. Right. He even shoved a kid in the back of the line, too. He gave him a little shoulder like you're shrug. You're a grown-ass man. What Grow are you doing? You're, you're emotionally detached at the moment. Like yeah, he, You're, he you're lost out of control. It. He lost and that's it. He not, lost it. And that's, that's terrible leadership. That's what sports that's, does. No, that's terrible leadership. Well, he wasn't the and one also playing. Too, and <laughs> yes, he was. Theo, Theo, you're from Texas. You'll understand this. Texas has more money than any school in the United States of America. Well, maybe not A&M, though. A&M got them beat. Fine, they have second. Second most money of any school in America. They don't have to worry about cash, okay? They've got boosters out the backside, okay? They have more fan base support, more financial stability, more resources than any other school in the U.S., 
And then UCF is going to come in and throw horns down, and that's how you're going to react from your privileged pillar in the sky? Shut up. Rodney Terry, flat out, shut up. So uh, It's so, a, such a horrific look. I want to ask you this. Because I, I think Dusty May would, would side with Rodney Terry more than he would side with the kids at UCF doing what they did. I bet you he wouldn't. And I know him a lot better than uh, you. I, I, that's why I asked you. An but awful lot better I, than you. I think Dusty May is an act like you've been here before guy. Like, he, if Dusty May was watching his kids just, and you're talking about he's wa- trying to watch this, Dusty this May, UCF bench. Let me tell he's you not about- watching. It's blatantly obvious these kids are clowning. Every time they get a bucket, they're on the bench. Uh, bleh, bleh, horns down, horns down. Dusty would be like, hey. Seriously? You guys never won a basketball game before? Act like you bleep and been here before. That sounds like something Dusty May would say. Dusty May is into letting his players express themselves. And if they (laughs) go out and they ball (sighs) and they beat and they upset a team, which they've done over and over and over and over again, as long as it doesn't get completely out of control and horns down is as innocuous as it comes, Dusty's saying, good job, boys. Way to pick up the W. Maybe That's what matters. Maybe you're right because... Before last year, FAU hadn't really been there before. So you're expressing your, you know, mm-hmm. your, your, yeah, okay. So it's, it's a tough example, but now could be pretty shit. Hey, act like you've been there before. We know what it's like to, you know, be in a Final Four. We don't have to worry about this game in, in January. Okay. Uh, these guys will, after wins in hostile environments, wave to the crowd, say bye bye, yeah, blow that's kisses. A, that's a classic. Okay. And it's no different than a horns down. It's no different than a horns down. But a horns down for 40 minutes straight is probably like, come on, guys, grow, like, grow up. Like, okay. What well, are you doing? You know what way to stop that? Win the damn game when you're up 16. <laughs> but let's talk about disrespect. Because Rodney Terry's opened up a Pandora's box here. Because everybody's barometer of disrespect is different. Everybody's barometer is completely different when it comes to disrespect. And so I want to ask the question. As a sports fan... When's the last time you felt most disrespected? As a sports fan, when is the last time that you felt most disrespected? The most disrespected that you have felt as a sports fan. And honestly, I think that all we have to do is go back to Peacock Saturday night. (laughs) Dolphins Chiefs for the last time I felt disrespected. Uh. And it's not putting the game on the app so much. As NBC then patting itself on the back after the fact, basically thanking itself for its presentation, the 23 million subscribers, congrats to us and our team for this historic night. Not thank you for subscribing. Thanks to us and everybody who put this together on this historic night. And by the way, thanks for your $5.99 a month. That to me was disrespectful. How do we let this Leaving blow people over? flapping in the wind. I thought that sucked for NFL fans as a whole, and I felt disrespected. You're right. How is this not a thing? How are we not rioting in the streets? How is this just come and gone? Because <laughs> we're just accepting it because now. Because the NFL does what it wants, and we all like we fall in line every time the NFL makes a move. We ridicule it, we make fun of it, <laughs> and then we then we watch it. They we're just lemmings. punched us in the face last week, and we forgot about it. They just took out our wallet, took yeah. five bucks, we'll and went about that. their day. We'll take that. Whoop. <laughs> and what do we do? We're so, we're soft. We're, we're just about, like we're like oh, f- football, Patrick Mahomes, football, Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm gonna have a hard time buying lunch tomorrow, but f- f- football. Yeah. That's what we me. do. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. I'll I'll worry about that tomorrow. But right now, oh, it's so passionate. Yeah, football. <laughs> I used to, like, what are we? What are we doing? <laughs> hey, we. 
I, I understand that it's the new age of consuming sports, yeah. digital apps, but that was such a money grab. The NFL doesn't care. Like, it's not disrespectful from NBC's perspective. The message after, congrats to us. That was disrespectful. Yeah. But the NFL just saying, hey, guys, we know you love our product and you're going to lap it up. So spend more money. And by the way, pay for tickets to preseason games. Mm-hmm. It's just disrespectful. I think the NFL continually disrespects its fans. As a sports fan, when's the last time you felt most disrespected? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. The last time as a sports fan you felt most disrespected. And is horns down a reason to confront Somebody like the horns down at Canes fans. When someone gives you the upside down, you when they flip the you. Oh, no. Florida State last night beat Miami in basketball in Coral Gables. And I saw Knowles fans giving the you upside down. Is that grounds for Jim Laranega to march over to Leonard Hamilton and start confronting? I mean, last year, Florida State beat Miami in a buzzer beater. And I didn't see I didn't see. Jim Laranega marching down to Leonard, ha- Leonard Hamilton and and confronting him and the players for the for the 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 uh, the upside down you yeah so something to me something appears wrong with Rodney Terry that's not normal behavior but maybe I'm wrong maybe Stone's right maybe you should if you're UCF and you've played four Big Twelve games act like you've been there before mm. maybe maybe totally after after you beat the team the the school the most resources in the country hey just act like you've been there before. As a sports fan, when's the last time you felt most disrespected? And I say the NFL disrespected us by blatantly grabbing our cash for that uh, Peacock game, Chiefs-Dolphins, on Saturday. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Is joint pain affecting your quality of life at Baptist Health Orthopedic Care? No disrespect there. They're saying, come on, our team's experienced. They're going to help take care of you. Traditional joint replacement surgery as well as new, less invasive treatments with the goal of returning you to what you love as quickly as possible. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash ortho care today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealthnet slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealthnet slash orthocare. You know what Rodney Terry is doing in that spot before we go to break the year? You know what he's doing in that spot? What do you got? Confronting the UCF Horns down perpetrators and then carrying it to the post-game press conference. You know what he's doing? Deflecting. Mm. Maybe if Texas would have deflected more passes or deflected more shots, Mm. there wouldn't have been a horns down. Rodney, you got your mind on the wrong things, my man. The wrong things. As a sports fan, when's the last time you felt most disrespected? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. We got a full show today. Evan Cohen at 1245 and a wheel of topics. They're rolling the wheel in as we speak. That's Theo. That's Stone. I'm Ken Levick at Theo and Stone, ESPN 1063.
From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's LaVeca, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Travis messages. Coach Terry should have had them boys from Texas running sprints after giving up a 16-point lead. Come on. Listen. All right. When it comes to feeling disrespect, and this is me who finds disrespect in everything, in everything, if you're going to get caught up after losing and have an epic collapse while you lose, and you're going to march to the other bench and confront UCF players who have every right to celebrate in the way they see fit, other than like whipping off their drawers and marching around pantsless on the floor. Yeah, that would get tough. That would be that would be a tough thing to defend. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. but horns down. That does not require a a fatherly lesson from Rodney Terry. The fatherly lesson from Rodney Terry should be directed towards yeah his Texas Longhorns. That's all I'm saying. Rebound better. Box out. Yeah, something. Protect that lead. Hit your free throws. <laughs> I don't on. know. I don't know, but that seems like deflection. A frustrated coach who's just deflecting what the real problem is by confronting the other team for celebrating. Mm. And we brought up Dusty Maystone. I can tell you, I can assure you, Dusty May would never, ever, ever in his life, in his career as a college basketball coach, if another team was celebrating beating FAU, the one thing he would not do is march down to the other side of the floor and start confronting other players. Not a chance in hell would he ever do that. Yeah. Ever, 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 ever. That stuff is weak. That stuff is weak. As a sports fan, when's the last time you felt most disrespected? I feel disrespected by the NFL taking my money at any opportunity possible. At any opportunity possible. Uh, Hey, you got Sunday ticket. You got Red Zone. You need to get Amazon Prime on a Thursday night. Uh, You know what? If you want to watch this playoff game involving your team... That'll be some more cash, please. Get yourself a Peacock subscription. Hey, but enjoy the new comedy, Ted. Which I haven't clicked on yet. Uh, not a chance. No. Not no. a chance. Can't I'm reward giving. those guys. No. <laughs> not a chance. As a sports fan, when's the last time you felt most disrespected? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Another thing about NFL on the Peacock app, you know what it contained? Commercials. There were literal commercial breaks on something I'm already paying for. Mm-mm-mm. That's even more disrespectful to me. Stop running promos. Stop running commercials. If I'm paying for this subscription and I'm watching this on the app, let's run straight through Amazon. That goes for you as well. I have a question though. What what would you like them to do during the uh, actual breaks? I don't know. Sing game? to me or do a dance. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather stare <laughs> at the timeouts. Yeah. Play a little mini uh, episodes of The Office or something. I'm like telling this. you, with all the money they're making, they should have a different musical act at every timeout. <laughs> The game, okay. the game that they're playing on the jumbotron. Let us play. Yeah, which, yeah. Which which ball is the cup? Which cup is the ball I in? Love <laughs> I love that. that. I love that game. I love that. I, which which bucket has the football the under it? For three minutes, let's just go through. Your eyes are just like glazing over. I love that game. I love that game. Or how about a sausage race or something? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Biggest waste of time Something. Ever. Something. I'd rather, no, I'd rather watch the check presentation that yeah. came out after the timeout. I'm, I'm so easily entertained. I'm with you, Stone. Uh, give me a light show. How about some drones? Something. Whatever's Any- happening on field in arena, you want to see that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Anything like besides pass. the commercials. Right. It's like NBA League Pass pretty much. Similar. Yeah. Or yeah. 
some of the illegal streams. You watch what's on the Jumbotron. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would know, but yeah, sure. After I would know. After clicking through 47 know. porn pop-ups. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Theo, when's the last time as a sports fan you felt the most disrespected? Oh, man, this is uh, this is easy. This is easy. You know, There's a reason why Cincinnati Bengals fans haven't felt the true meaning of jubilation and the true joy of winning a Super Bowl in mm-hmm. some decades. There's a reason why they're miserable. And they stink, and they're they're insufferable on Twitter, and they're some of the worst in the world. I mean, I didn't see him taking aim at Bengals. Oh yeah, fans, yeah, yeah, by yeah. The way. If you're a Bengals fan, raise your hand, look in the mirror, point to yourself, and say, "Hey, I hope I'm not like the rest of these guys." Theo's talking about right <laughs> if now. If you're out there, if you're out there, <laughs> if you're even out there, hello, freaking Bengals, Bengals fans. fans. But in last year, obviously, it got a little hectic. All the Burrowhead stuff ahead of the AFC Championship game and everybody talking about how the Bengals dominate the Chiefs and Joe Burrow's better than Patrick Mahomes, even though when you look at his hands, I see no rings. I was confused. But then there's one Bengals fan. One Bengals fan that stood out amongst them all as the corniest, lamest, and downright insufferable, like I said, like the rest of them. Um, and, and I don't even want to mention him by name, so Stone, just just play the clip. Good afternoon, Cincinnati. I have a proclamation from the desk of the mayor. <laughs> Be it proclaimed, whereas the Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Burrowhead Stadium for their second consecutive AFC championship. It's the mayor, by the way. Whereas at last year's game, of the Cincinnati. Bengals scored more points than the Chiefs, resulting in a Bengals victory and a Chiefs loss. Whereas Joseph Lee Burrow, who's 3-0 against Mahomes, has been asked by Come officials on. to take a paternity test confirming whether or not he's his father. Whereas all season long, Cincinnati has been on a path of destiny, fighting it out to overcome anyone who stands between them and the Super Bowl win. And whereas Kansas City is named after its neighboring state, which is, you know, just kind of weird. Now, therefore, I, Aftab Pierval, mayor of the city of Cincinnati, do hereby proclaim January 29th, 2023, as they got to play us day in Cincinnati. Thank you. Yeah, you're right. That's pretty lame. Uh, what happened when, we, when the Chiefs played the Bengals, by the way, on that day you proclaimed? Uh, I seem to remember the Chiefs winning that game at Burrowhead Stadium. Yeah, and then also the Chiefs went on to do something else after that, too, uh, two I, Sundays later. Ring. Oh, ring. okay, at Lombardi. Ring. That's two for Mahomes, zero for Burrow. I can't believe, and I don't know when this guy, I don't pay attention to politics in, uh, in the state of Ohio. I'm sure they're doing well up there or specifically in the city of Cincinnati because I hate that place. I don't pay attention to it. I sure as hell hope the constituents of Cincinnati are smart enough to vote this idiot out of office. Yeah, he's still the mayor as we speak. He's just, still the I mayor. Just him. Right uh, mayor Aftab Piraval is still confirmed the mayor of Cincinnati. And it was already corny and lame, and it would have been ridiculous in itself if he just did the proclamation and called it Burrowhead Stadium, which, again, didn't really cross too many lines. But I felt, even as a fan and not a member of Patrick Mahomes' family, not a, a person who's personally connected with them at all for him to actually as the mayor as a sitting mayor of a city allude to joe burrow needing needing to take a paternity test to see if he's the father of patrick mahomes the whole thing was just lame it was lame but beyond all of that it was disrespectful yeah it was capital d disrespectful and i felt that as a sports fan and I, I really do hope this guy pays the price. His Bengals already paid the price. You know how I know that this is extremely sincere from Theo? I completely forgot that that happened. <laughs> I, I didn't think I didn't think about it five minutes after it happened. And Theo has been hanging on to this 
from the mayor of Cincinnati yeah. for the last calendar year yeah. to where this seamlessly came out of his subconscious. That's how I know that this not only is sincere, but it's extremely personal. Yeah. It felt disrespectful. A yeah. dude with no rings and you're, ta- you're calling him Patrick Mahomes' pops? I think it's pretty disrespectful. I'd like to make a proclamation right now. As the mayor Uh-oh. of ESPN West Palm? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, you give me a title before I make my proclamation here. <laughs> the <laughs> vice mayor <laughs> of Lavica, Theo, and Stone, Stone Lebanowitz. As the vice mayor of Lavica, Theo, and Stone, I think that Josh Allen should get a paternity test <laughs> to see if he's Patrick Mahomes' father. Come this weekend, because I'm ready for all the smoke. I hope it's the most disrespectful thing you've ever heard. I'm going to be chanting, who's your daddy? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then that next Monday, then that next Tuesday, because Josh Allen, who's your daddy? I can't wait. If this was disrespectful to you, Mm -hmm. I got something for you. Good. 12.38 p.m. What's today? Uh, Thursday? Today's the 18th. Thursday, Thursday, January 18th. Stone Lebanowitz makes his proclamation. We'll, we'll revisit this. We'll revisit this on Monday. I can't wait. I, I'm going to send this to Patrick Mahomes himself. I'm going to make sure I get this to him. I'll DM him every day until the game and make sure he at least sees this. I, I'm, I'm glad you did that, Stone Lebanowitz. If you thought Aftab was disrespectful, <laughs> I'm Aftab's daddy. <laughs> uh, Why did you name him that, by the way? That was his name. That's his name. I'm saying... If you're Aftab's daddy, you had something to do with the naming process. Well, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure there's from? something cultural. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm sure it's a cultural <laughs> I'm not name. saying it's a bad name. I I'm just saying why you... Theo's towing a line here. <laughs> I'm not towing a line. Theo, upset with so, so upset yeah. with the mayor of Cincinnati <laughs> towing a cultural line here, Theo. Oh, I'm towing a line, but he's over here calling other dudes somebody else's daddy. <laughs> I get to say whatever the hell I want to say, <laughs> Aftab. <laughs> uh, Evan Cohen, part of Unsportsmanlike, I promise you they didn't have a conversation like that this morning, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. Evan Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty. Evan joins us for his regular Thursday appearance. When we come back, we will see what he feels has been disrespect directed towards him as a sports fan. I say that the NFL continually grab money from us. Ultimate disrespect. The mayor of Cincinnati calling out the Chiefs last year mm. prior to the NFC champion or the AFC championship game. Theo hung on to that for a year for this specific segment. Yeah. Said that was disrespectful. The Mahomes Invitational, by the way. The Mahomes yeah. Invitational. AFC Championship game. <laughs> As a sports <laughs> fan, when's the last time you felt most disrespected? 888-760-3776. From the NHR and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. One quick order of business. There's something happening that requires the assistance of the West Palm Beach Fire Department here right outside our The Square Studios, our The Square ESPN West Palm Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. While we are inside the Evan Cohen Memorial Studios, though he's not dead yet. And this is not a joke. Tina, who you hear on the home team... Tina's catcalling firefighters from outside our front door. Nice. Respect. I got to respect that. What sort of operation are we running here? Got to respect that. 
Game is game. And was, then there was like four or five women in the office that surrounded the guy just, who fixes the coffee machine. All right. And yeah. in, is, Hector, Hector, I love your outfit. Hector, Hector. And they were all over. Why is everybody so thirsty around here? I don't know, man. It's only Thursday. It's a thirsty Thursday. That's what it is. It's also what? Two weeks, three weeks away from Valentine's Day? Yeah, that deserves uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Here's the lead up. Uh, also, in a shocking turn of events, Stone just contributed something topical to the show. That was amazing. What was the question, Stone? Is the Chiefs winning on Sunday considered an upset? Wow. Well, let's pose that question to a man who is part of the trio that you hear every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. It's a little show called Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, and Evan Cohen, ESPN West Palm legend, joining us as he typically does on a Thursday here on ESPN 106.3. Evan, first of all, hello. Second of all, is it an upset if the Chiefs beat the Bills on Sunday? Yeah, a couple of things here. First off, he's not dead yet. Boy, what an intro. Boy, thanks, Ken. <laughs> My God. You're still kicking. Congrats. And, uh, these firefighters. I guess. Hey, you know what? Every single guy out there, buy a Halloween firefighter yeah. costume. I guarantee you're going to look better. What looks better? Do, do people that are attracted to men out there, is it guy in firefighter uniform, guy in football uniform, or guy with guitar? What looks better? Ooh, that's Those that are attracted question. to men, I mean, that to me, that may be your big three. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, but anyway, to your question. I got to get a guitar. I, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think something is happening that is very interesting. Here. And we are planning on discussing something along these lines tomorrow. Although if Stone's thinking of a topic that is similar to mine, yeah. I need to Woo! now rethink my topic. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, that might not be the path to go down. Yeah. <laughs> No, but the topic, it, it's kind of the same thing, Ken and Theo, it's thrown in a roundabout way, but worded differently. We're talking about the teams that are playing with house money this weekend, because I think a lot of people are looking at the Chiefs as playing with house money. And I don't understand how that's possible. Because if I equate Mahomes and Reed to Brady and Belichick, right? That's the only, that, that, those are the only two that you can kind of match with these two, right? If I'm not mistaken, Theo, I know a lifelong chief set. Yes, if I'm yes. not mistaken, Wash my t- we are entering also works, into, yeah. I think it's year six or seven with Mahomes. And the first year, obviously, he did not play outside of the one game Alex Smith was the quarterback. If you take that same timeline and apply it back to Brady, it's unbelievable how similar this was. That would have been the 2006 season. Ken, remember the season where they go to the AFC title game, they beat the Chargers, they lose the Colts, yep. and Rache Caldwell, Florida, Doug Gabriel, UCF, were his two wide receivers, <laughs> and it's like that, how the hell did they get to the AFC title kind of season for them? Right. It's the LeBron 2007 against the Spurs, like he took that team there, and we retroactively give them a lot of credit for it, as we should. I just don't see how any team with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes could be looked at as a second-round loser in the postseason as anything but an upset. You are still beating those two guys. And if we are downgrading it and saying, no, Buffalo should win that game, 
then we're also downgrading Mahomes and Reed, are we not? Yeah. So the mere presence of Mahomes and Reed means that there's no way it can be considered an upset if the Chiefs win. They, because of the standard they've set, and I, I, I don't know if I agree because I think you need to factor in how teams are playing, but what you're saying is those two mere existence on the field on Sunday means that it can't be considered an upset. Yeah, so, okay, again, I know I'm all over the place with comparisons, but you know I like to do this. Like, let's put, let's put the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals this year. Let's, say, let's have them as 40-1 and one at home. Let's have the Heat as a five or no, a six seed mm-hmm. going to the Eastern Conference Finals and beating the Celtics. That ain't an upset to me. I've seen Spo and Jimmy do this before. Mm. But is yeah, that an upset? We've seen that twice, have we not? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, uh, I guess the way you so put it, like, how can we say that? Yeah. How can we say Kansas City winning would be an upset? Now, now, but here's here's the the difference is that this version of Chiefs Bills in the playoffs and previous meetings have been in Kansas City where the Bills have fallen short in heartbreaking fashion. This is the first one that's a Bills home game. So I think that changes the discussion a little bit, and, and I don't think you can. I, I don't think that you can parallel that with Heat Celtics. It's just a different dynamic. The Bills are laying no, a field goal. I understand that, and there is a difference to that, obviously. And this is a different setting this weekend, right? Like Mahomes has nothing to prove, but something to accomplish. It's not like, oh my God, Patrick Mahomes never won a road game in the playoffs. Yeah, dummy, because he's always at home. He's so good. <laughs> That's why, right? So there's nothing to prove. But there is something to accomplish. Like, oh, okay, I can do this. 17th line on my resume of, like, a road win at, at, at Buffalo. Like, I don't know. I just have a hard time. I, I find it disrespectful yeah. to Mahomes and Reed, regardless of the other people on their coaching staff and roster, to say that them beating anyone could ever be considered an upset. Because yeah. what's going to happen on Monday? If Kansas City and Buffalo play out on Sunday night, and Kansas City wins, we are going to sit there on Monday morning in my case and Monday in the midday in your case and say, well, of course they won. It's Mahomes and Reed. What yeah. do you expect? Yeah. I'm going to say it's the biggest failure of the Josh Allen Bills era if that happens. Well, there's a long line of those in my mind. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> take your pick. Yeah. It's like at the deli. I mean, the, 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 the year where he was first in the playoffs and he threw the ball backwards. Okay. Cleo Lemon style. I mean, that was remarkable. <laughs> that was bad. You're right. You're uh, objective. What a reference. Correct. That's an old Dolphins quarterback stone. You wouldn't know who threw the ball backwards in a playoff in a game against the Bills. Yeah, not it definitely was not a playoff game. That's that. <laughs> John, not. John Beck, not a playoff quarterback. I've definitely seen the highlights on NFL Films. Are they, on NFL oh, I thought John Films. Beck was going to be wow. good. I was wrong on that one. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Evan Cohen, he's part of Unsportsmanlike with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, every morning, 6 to 10 a.m. here on ESPN 106.3. By the way, Theo, do you feel disrespected? The mere question, do you feel disrespected as a fan that it could be considered an upset if the Chiefs win? No, nah, I'm level-headed enough to know that people watched uh, from afar these 17 games this year, and it did look bad from the pass catchers, and it did look bad from the tackles and whatnot, so... Uh, though Supernova, uh, or though Patrick Mahomes is like a supernova and he mm-hmm. makes up for a lot of those mistakes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've watched the blemishes and I get why people think the Chiefs will lose. We've been talking disrespect. That's why I asked Theo the question, Evan. When have you as a fan, as a sports fan, now you're an interesting fan because you're, well, a a, a bandwagon yep. fan. You're a, 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 just a, like you. Just uh, like two members. Oh, I just like this entire show, by the way. <laughs> because Ken, Ken is one, Theo is one, and Stone is one. So the four of us together, uh-huh. we are. this segment should just be renamed the band. 
bandwagon. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> the thing, the, the thing with Evan, and this is what I appreciate. He's like us, even though he's a prominent sports talker. Yeah, I, I, that's right. I lumped myself in as a prominent oh, yeah. sports talker as all well. And you and Stone. That's right. All four of us, prominent sports talkers. We do have yeah. our fandom, and we do talk about our fandom. We don't shy away from it when discussing sports. You have your fandoms, Evan. You as a sports fan, when have you felt most disrespected? I, I actually feel like through this entire Belichick process here of people like downgrading the career of Bill Belichick, like more people for whatever reason seem to focus on the last four versus the last 24 with Belichick. And oddly, I think the one person in the public eye that has been the most publicly supportive of this guy is actually Tom Brady, who constantly says he's the best coach ever and constantly says he wouldn't have the career that he had without him. It's just amazing. Like, hey, who would you rather have? Like, Bill Belichick or Ben Johnson? Like, what? I'm not saying that the Lions offensive coordinator may not be good. I don't mean to, like, disrespect that guy. But, like, what are we doing here? Like, it, it, the Atlanta Falcons? If Bill Belichick is saying to any team, I'm open to interview, and they're like, nah, we're good. We got Dan Quinn on the Zoom. <laughs> like, What? What is happening? So I think Belichick, because he picked the wrong quarterback, has been disrespected, and Matt Jones, has been disrespected in a way that we have downgraded him to like, yeah, maybe if all these other guys fall through, we'll consider calling that guy. Are you freaking kidding me? So that, that to me, has been unbelievably disrespectful as a Belichick fan. Let me throw this hypothetical at you before we let you go here, Evan. Uh, it is 2026. We're at Levi Stadium in Santa Clara. It is Bill Belichick's Atlanta Falcons taking on Gerard Mayo's New England Patriots mm. in the Super Bowl. Who is Evan Cohen rooting for? Whoever wins. Oh, come on. I can't stand this guy. That's a, that's a great answer. You got to be fair. You should have laughed at that. It, it was a great answer. That's why I can't stand you. That It was perfect. I mean, it just fits the narrative of me. I'm yeah. having, here's the thing. I'm having a tough time with all this because I watched some of the Mayo press conference yesterday. Like, is he above being a football coach? And what I mean by that is, like, he feels like a CEO of a Fortune yeah. 500 company. I thought the same thing. He's like a like, philosopher. Is coach enough of a job for this guy? Like, I know. Oh, my God. It's like he's too smart for it. He's too in yeah. command for it. I, I totally understand what you're saying with that. He's so impressive. Like, Belichick is a football genius yeah. and football management genius. Yeah. If you said, hey, uh, Tim Cook at Apple is retiring, they're looking for CEO candidates, and you told me based on, uh, this is dumb, based on a press conference, but you told me Gerard Mayo was interviewing. I'm like, all right, yeah, I get that. Like, it makes, Bill Belichick would not make sense as the CEO of Apple, right? Right. But Gerard Mayo has this way about him. I'm like, I don't get this. This is the same job as the previous guy who had it? Like, I, I am, Ken, you've known me long enough. I am very much Julian Edelman mentality, forward pass wide receiver, who has merchandise uh-huh. titled Happily Miserable, right? <laughs> that is the Bill Belichick era in New England. Yep. Happily Miserable. That is not Gerard Mayo. It is weird to not see happily miserable yeah. in that era, it, it's, in, that, in that building. It was me. like watching a ray of light have a press conference compared to how Bill Belichick pressers have been over the the, the last two decades. Uh, Evan, it, it would be like it would be like the Heat deciding, you know what? 
We're going to hire Mike D'Antoni to be our head coach. Defense, not a thing for us. We just want to run and gun and kind of do whatever, take a bunch of shots. What? Just the most What's jarring thing possible. And bring me James Harden. Right, right. Just to cap it off. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, wait, dribble, 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 shoot threes. Like, what just happened here? Nah, we don't care about the team stuff. And, yeah. and I'm not saying Mayo's not team. It's just I'm, I'm pointing out the opposite yeah. of what that what has been there forever. Uh, Evan Cohen with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. right here on ESPN 106.3 Unsportsmanlike. Evan, thank you. Talk to you next week. Can I ask one very quick question, guys? Sure, yeah, yeah. Have any of the people that are trying to get these firefighters gotten a number yet, or we're not updated on that? I don't know. They're currently walking by our window out to the yeah. street as we speak. Real. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go around uh, and. Uh, uh oh, Tina and everybody. They let the firefighters leave. You better get the numbers. <laughs> you better go. <laughs> Time's running out. All right, Evan. <laughs> See ya. Later. That's Evan Cohen again, 6 to 10 a.m. on Sportsmanlike here on ESPN 106.3, Monday through Friday. Uh, you want to tell the fine folks about Kaiser Golf, Theo? Of course I do, man. This is uh, it's one of my most proud things I'm doing for myself in 2024 is improving my golf game. And when you know about the game of golf, it's something you can carry with you for years and decades to come. I'll be playing this forever. I don't know if I'll step on a basketball court again. <laughs> Um, anytime soon. I want to keep my ACLs intact. Um, but what's really getting intact right now is my short game, man. I've been working with Pete. I've been working alongside Tina Home Teams. We go up to Kaiser University uh, every Saturday morning. And my latest lesson, it was specifically not even as much focused on the swing and striking the ball. It was most more so focused on gauging out your shot. Pete taught me about stepping into my think box. And visualizing where the ball's gonna go. And what do you do in that box? Oh, I think. Ah. Oh, I think. Stone, what do you think I think I, I do in that think box? So you spend that time visualizing yes. where your shot needs to go, yes. where you want it to go, mm. where you're gonna finish your swing, how your body's gonna feel after that, all those things in the think box. You gotta see it to believe it. And that's exactly what I've learned to do. And I've never struck a ball better and more consistently, got loft on my chips. Or not my chips, it was my pitches. God, you almost had that. I know. I've never got more loft consistently on my pitches. Never had gotten as much loft with my wedges. And with my wedges. I was using the wedge, and I used the nine iron, uh, than I did when I was working with Pete this past Saturday, stepping in the think box, visualizing where the ball was going to go, and then making it happen time after time. The greatest thing about the Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center, guys, I talk about this all the time, a 2,000-square-foot indoor training area with three hitting bays, a, pl- a private classroom, and the cutting-edge video and ball flight technology. That's what they have in case of inclement weather, which we know South Florida, we're talking year-round golf lessons here. At any point, it could just be a rainout. Yep. But when I go to Pete and it's a rainout, he says, oh, it's cool. Step inside. We'll practice that swing inside. They also have some great outdoor facilities as well um, to help you learn how to putt, chip, drive, pitch, whatever you need to do on the golf course. They've got you covered. The Kaiser University Golf Coaching Center. It's in the heart of Palm Beach County off I-95 in the Turnpike right there at the flagship campus. Find out more at kaisergolfcenter.com. We'll continue to take calls and social media on the last time you felt the most disrespect as a sports fan. Also, who and what made me eat a whole lot of bleep over the last week and a half? Not to mention Thursday, which means it's a wheel of wheel topics. Of topics. topics. There's a lot to do, kiddos. Stick around, won't you? That's Theo, that's Stone. I'm Ken. LaVega, Theo, and Stone, ESPN 106.3.